What is going on, everyone? This is Zach here with Clutch Crew Sports, back with another episode. And here on today's podcast, we are going to be talking all about the NBA playoffs. So we kind of missed the first round with all the NFL news, but we are back here to cover the second round of the playoffs. We're going to fill you in with where some of the teams are at and some of the big storylines going on. Um, Hopefully you guys enjoyed my review the other night of game four between the Suns and the Mavericks. Uh, That was a lot of fun to record, and hopefully I'll be doing some more of those in the future when I'm not having to wake up at 4 a.m. in the morning. Now let me introduce you to the rest of the crew. What's going on, guys? It's Eric, the ranting co-host here. And uh, just got to say, I got a new mic, I got a new computer, and I got a new uh, new slide here, which I'm trying to get. My computer's being weird. There we go. <laughs> so got everything <laughs> updated. Uh, so like Zach said, got some playoff talk here. So I hope you guys enjoy the content. And what's going on, guys? It's Connor, the co-host with the most, you know, I was happy to, you know, we're getting some new content on the YouTube channel. I saw I got a nice crisp 105 views on that video. Uh, I know this episode is about the NBA, but, you know, I prefer the NHL playoffs. So, um, but, you know, still follow the NBA playoffs, too. So I'm excited to get in and talk about this. Yeah. Hold on a second, Eric. Go back to that last slide. From a okay. distance, I mean, if you don't if you don't look super closely, but just on my phone anyways, it's a small screen. Does that picture of Kenny Pickett look kind of like Eric to anybody? Um, <laughs> I mean, uh, I'm not really not seeing particularly. it particularly. <laughs> okay, I'll screenshot sure. it. I'll screenshot it. I'm not sure which of my pictures you were you were going to point out there. Which of my pictures is he going after? Is he going after the Airbnb? Is he going after the Hurricanes Metro <laughs> Division champs one? Like, what's he going here? <laughs> Yeah, no, I don't know if you got to really look at mine. I'm going to go back here, but as you can see, I don't have a favorite hockey team yet, so I have a go local hockey team go sign on mine. So, <laughs> well, here we can we can at least narrow it down for, to the viewers that you're between the Avalanche and the Stars. Yeah, I think so. Uh, two favorites. Yeah, because my family, I had family in Colorado. They uh, they were Avalanche fans like when I was a kid, and then I live in Texas now, so. Dallas Stars are the closest team to me, so it'll probably be one of them. But you know, it's still it's still kind of up in the air. So we'll see. I, I've still got to. I haven't the made early my stages of his hockey fanhood. Yeah, I got to figure. I got to start <laughs> learning these players and stuff like that, and figure out what I want to do. But I've been watching the hockey playoffs so far. Connor's hockey preview was pretty good. I so I've I've been enjoying the hockey playoffs so far as well. So, but uh, I will pass this back over to Zach for. Uh, hosting duties for this episode all right thank you yeah so um so we will be talking about the nba playoffs here and it's hard for me not to just like focus on that one game that i so closely reviewed you know sons and mavericks game four but we'll be talking about more than just that Um, and i think there's the major number one sort of overarching theme of this year's playoffs is just like the physicality people are calling it kind of like a return to the 90s era of football not football uh, basketball (laughs) (laughs) i don't know what's going on here i've been up since four in the morning guys so it's zach's a little tired he gets a pass yeah yeah yeah. um but it's a physical 
you know, there's lots of injuries. There's flagrant fouls, um, ejections, um, in pure hatred, honestly, in, in pretty much every series. I think the way – I think the results of the first round creating these matchups were, like, the perfect possible matchups for this hatred. You know, like, Bucks and Celtics seems like they've played in the playoffs, like, every other year. Um, they've had their battles before. And then Mavericks, Suns, you know, anytime it's Luka against someone, like, Luka's always kind of controversial with his play. And then um, after watching that game, yeah, they really um, don't like each other. And then Maver- or, uh, Memphis and Golden State, you know, that's had some major incidents in just three games already uh, with play star players getting hurt, and possibly, you know, breaking the quote-unquote player code in that series. And then the Heat and 76ers, you know, it's you've still got that Jimmy Butler leaving the Sixers for the Heat you know, sort of thing. And and those teams don't like each other either. So it's really been a hotly contested playoffs. And these series are all tight too, you know. There's some, some of these are, have only had three games played, but the others that have had four games played are are both two and two with the home team winning each game um, in those series. But uh, I'll pass it over to Eric and just ask Eric, how much of these, you know, do you enjoy this, these playoffs and how, you know, it seems like these players and stuff, they genuinely don't like each other. Is it crossing a line to you with some of these injuries that are happening or are you a fan of this? I'm somewhat of a fan of it. I've definitely been enjoying the playoffs so far, especially just in the sense that it's really nice that there's not a bunch of, sweeps happening or it's not like oh we already know who's gonna win i mean most of these series are still up in the air and that makes it interesting and entertaining on the other hand i i don't like that it's getting so crazy to the extent where you know there's all these technical fouls and ejections and players are you know blaming each other i mean there was the whole thing where john morant was upset with Jordan Poole for like grabbing his leg. And then earlier in the series, there was the play where like uh, Gary Payton got taken out by a, you know, really hard foul and, you know, stuff like that, you know, you don't like to see, I, I don't want the, I don't want these playoffs to be overshadowed by this type of stuff. You know, you want it to be like, Oh man, you know, this game came down to a crazy finish or, you know, wow, what a insane way for that game to end. You don't want it to be because, oh, players got ejected and, you know, stuff like that. Because I feel like, you know, say like if John Morant doesn't get hurt and there's not all this controversy, like this Grizzlies Warrior series, for example, could be a really great series. But it kind of sucks when er- the main thing getting talked about is the players taking each other out and are they is it acceptable the way it happened? Like, was it unintentional or was it on purpose? And did they break the code and all this stuff? Like, I I don't want it to get too much about that 
like at the same time, I don't I don't mind when teams are physical. Like I don't like when it looks like an exhibition match out there and no like or like an all star game yeah. and you know, I don't want it to be like that, but I don't I also, you know, you don't want to see people getting hurt and you don't want to see like such hard fouls where people are getting injured like that. But so like I don't mind the aggressiveness. It's just it's starting to get a little too aggressive for me, but I don't know how you guys feel about that. Yeah, I guess Connor can comment if you want on this. I mean, you know, I'll just go back to uh, what I've said before. I mentioned this in a previous episode. It's like I'm talking too much about hockey in an NBA episode, but like, you know, maybe make it like hockey where they can fight and get penalties for fighting, you know? Like, they can put their money where their mouth is and maybe, you know, maybe they'll think twice about committing these kinds of fouls or, you know, doing these kinds things when people out there can you know bust their face in or actually you know do something like that i don't know but um yeah i agree just it's something that probably doesn't belong in the game you know there's always going to be a healthy amount of you know bad blood and a healthy amount of physicality that goes into it but you know at at some point it's just like okay to grow up and get over themselves and you know stop committing these stupid fouls that really don't don't have any place in the game so um, I definitely agree with Eric that I feel like we're talking a little bit too much that when we probably shouldn't be, but you know, it's happening. So it's, what's getting all the headlines. Yeah, for sure. Um, another thing I wanted to kind of talk about here is it seems to me anyways, that like the Milwaukee bucks are, even though they won the championship last year, it's like, nobody's, nobody's really paying attention to them. You know, people came into the series thinking Boston was going to win. I don't know, Eric, if you what you predicted to win, who who would win that series, Boston or Milwaukee. But like, do you think they're being underrated now, especially with with, uh, when Middleton was hurt? Um, Yeah, I I think people probably started sleeping on the Bucks once Middleton went down. I don't think they were when he was still there, but I think everybody figured you know, they'll still get by the Bulls, no problem. But, you know, when it came down to the Celtics, who had just swept the Nets, I mean, I I think everybody had their money on the Celtics. I mean, and I did, too. I, I even predicted the Celtics to win this series even before, you know, the playoffs started when the Bucks still had Middleton. But, um, but I give the Bucks credit, you know, like, especially Giannis, just in the sense that in the past, he seemed to struggle more when Middleton was out. Like you could just really you could always see, you know, how important Middleton was and he still is important. They still need him back. But but you could just tell, like, Giannis is not the same player without him normally in the past. But, you know, in these three games against the Celtics so far, like two of the games, he's been really good. And the game that they lost, he you know, he didn't have that great of a performance, especially in the first half. But he started to kind of turn it around in the third quarter in that game, but it just was too late, but he's definitely impressed me with the way he's playing. And I, I do think people are uh, sleeping on the bucks right now when they probably shouldn't. Um, Connor, I'll ask you, you this. So I don't know if you ended up watching my review at work or not, but uh, the Mavericks sun series, you know, Mavericks tied it up now two to two. Chris Paul has had two really bad games in a row on the road. 
personally, I definitely think uh, the Mavericks can win the series, which I would have said is crazy at the start of the series. But after how they won games three and four, I think it's very realistic. And honestly, I might even pick them right now, um, knowing what we know that they <laughs> will, that they'll win the series. But uh, do you think they have a shot, or do you think the Suns are going to get into gear and and take care of them? I mean, I definitely think they have a shot. I mean, yeah, I did listen to your uh, review while I was at work. I forgot to mention anything about it, but um, no, I mean, it's I definitely think they have. I mean, I know all of us in a way, you know. I think maybe this was because of you know how bad Luca's injury was, but I know none of us even picked them to beat the Jazz at the beginning in our initial predictions, and then you yeah. know, of course, you know, all of us had Phoenix beating Utah because I don't think any of us thought Utah was going to go very far. Um, but I mean. This is another thing that I don't know if it's true among. I know at least uh, Eric has had Phoenix going further, but you and me, I think out of all of us, I was probably the one that was like the least of a believer in the Suns going into this anyway, that I definitely did not think that they were, you know, if I had to pick my like top three, like teams that I thought was going to win the championship, the Suns were not in it, in my opinion. And I know that was definitely not in most people's opinion, given that they were the best team at the end of the regular season, but I don't know. I just didn't think they'd be able to hold it up. You know, there was going to be something that was going to go wrong. Someone wasn't going to show up. And obviously, like you've mentioned, it's been Chris Paul recently. Obviously he fouled out in the last game and that's not good. Um, But it's just like, it seems like Booker and Chris Paul can never both be on at the same time. And unfortunately for them, I don't know if Devin Booker or, you know, I think Chris Paul kind of proved in the finals last year when Booker wasn't playing well that he can't be the one to carry the team. I don't think Booker is good enough to carry the team either. I don't think he's on that same level as like a Giannis or a, you know, like LeBron in his prime or a Steph Curry that he can carry his team to victory just on his own without help from anyone. So, um, you know, if the Mavericks keep it up, I can definitely see them winning this series. You know, they were really close in game one. They did, they kind of got blown out in game two, but they've been competitive in three of the four games that have been played so far. And obviously they've won two of them. So it's tied up. So, um, I definitely think the Mavericks have a shot at winning it, but I just don't, you know, this may be a little bit overarching too, but even if the Suns can get past, um, the Mavericks, I don't see with the way that they've been playing so far in the playoffs, I don't see them getting past either Memphis or gold state. So Eric, I, cause I disagreed with what Connor said about Booker, not being good enough to lead them on his own. Do you, do you agree with Connor on that? Or do you think Booker can? Cause I, I definitely think he can. It's one of those things where, yeah, you definitely need help around you, but, Chris Paul scored five points and they only lost by 10 points in that game, you know? So if yeah. you get sweat any more, a, a little bit more love out of Chris Paul, it's, and it's not like the Suns have three or four all-stars. They've got two, him and Paul, and then a bunch of good guys like DeAndre Ayton, Crowder. Sometimes he shows up, sometimes he doesn't, you know, Bridges, but because they, I mean, they were in the finals last year. He had a good playoff run. I, I think Booker is on that level of Giannis um, and LeBron in his prime. Do you do you think so, or do you think like? Oh, I I think he can. It's just the problem for me for what I've seen with him is it's 
inconsistent and he's not doing it enough. I mean, because like you talked about in your game for review, you know, that he was lights out in that game and that he was easily the Suns' best player in the game. But the problem is, is, you know, he'll have a game like that where because this this I remember this happened in the playoffs a lot last year, too, and even in the finals and stuff where. You know, it's like one game he gets like 40 points and has an insanely high shooting percentage and he looks like a beast. And then in the next game, he goes like five of 16 or something. You know, I with Devin Booker, I want to see it more. And that that's my only problem with him. Like, I think he has that potential to be great i know we don't really like using that word here but <laughs> that's uh, your favorite word eric <laughs> yeah he, he had he but he he can be that i just don't see it i haven't seen it quite enough from him yet and i i do agree with connor right now in the sense that i, I do think phoenix is still going to win the series just because i i don't think the suns are going to be able to stay as hot uh, shooting as they are, and they still have to win one game in Phoenix for sure. So I don't know if they're going to be able to do that. But I did pick Phoenix to get actually even to win it all. You know, when we made our playoff, you know, prediction before the playoffs started. But I don't see them. I most likely Golden State will beat Memphis. I think, and I I just don't see them getting past Golden State the way the Warriors are playing right now. So I do feel like this could be the end for them after this series, but obviously because of my predictions that, you know, we made, I hope I'm wrong there, but, (laughs) (laughs) but, um, so I just don't know. I, with Devin Booker though, I just, I need to see it more consistently out of him for me to be a true believer. Like right now I'm in the stage of it's more like which Devin Booker are we going to get kind of thing. And that's not quite good enough, you know? Yeah, I guess. I mean, it's it's like we kind of were thinking about that Giannis just like 10 months ago, you know, until he actually won the finals. Yeah, that was his so Gian- Giannis. Like, Giannis got to that point and and he's still showing it. That like was I totally through all that. of my coaching and advice. You know, that's my <laughs> yeah. <client> there. <laughs> yeah. Well, I actually I saw this uh, article earlier about him where like he was really bad at managing his money, like moving from Greece and everything. And they were like, oh, yeah, this person was helping him manage his money. I'm like, that was actually Connor, you know, and yeah, you know, I I'm stepped just, in just... with my fine. Connor consulted me for my financial knowledge, you know. You know, they, they just don't like using my name, you know. They yeah, just wanna, they, they, you know, they don't want to they don't want to give a small podcast credit for something like that. Some, yeah. <laughs> some guy from some random guy from North Carolina managing, you know, are one of the biggest stars in the NBA, you know. Yeah, but we all we all know the real truth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'd be nice if you could, um, you know, somehow get him to force his way out to go to Portland and join Dame out there. I think that'd be uh That'd be oh, good. Well, you know, I, you see, I've been I've been working on this deal for him to actually, you know, make his way over to Charlotte and oh, you know team up with Air, te- team up with Airbnb, Lamelo, and Miles Bridges. You know, I've been working on that a little bit. Well, y'all y'all shouldn't be thinking so selfishly like that because the Thunder have like a million draft picks we could give the Bucks <laughs> to get them. So really, we would be the most logical destination. But the th- but the thing with the Thunder though is that do they really want to give those up? They just want to keep acquiring more. They're not in the business of giving them up. They want to you know just get more. And more. Well, S- Sam Presti needs to get on the phone with me and have yeah we'll have a talk about that. So. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh man, <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, next, uh, next thing I want to talk about, and this, you know, this is a positive thing. So it's like we've been talking about some negative stuff potentially, but who? Uh, let's think of the young stars now, because I think that's another theme of the playoffs is all these young, a lot of them guards, um, but just young stars coming up. And it's a, a lot of people are just now finding out like, who are these names, you know, because everybody knows the Steph Curry's, the Chris Paul's, the Giannis type players, but maybe someone younger, a little bit more under the radar that you really think has stood out this playoffs for me. Uh, it's going to be Tyrese Maxey. Um, I know Eric's a big fan of doing DraftKings lineups, and he's always when I've done DraftKings with you, Eric. He's always super cheap, and I'm I'm shocked at how affordable he is because he's just been lining up in the playoffs. He seems to get better in the bigger moments, and he's a real real X factor for the Sixers. I think it, he's just as important as Harden is, in my opinion. And long term for the team, he's going to be even more important than Harden because who knows you know, what team he'll go to next. Um, so him pairing, I mean, it was pretty clear to me last year, even that he was going to be more important than Ben Simmons was. And then eventually Ben Simmons got traded, but, uh, Maxi to me is, is just a really good playoff performer. He had a good regular season too, but, um, for me out of the young guards, he's the one that I think is definitely in a few years from now, a lot more people are going to know about him. Um, and if Philly goes on a run this year, you know, he's definitely going to get his credit. Uh, Connor, I'll, I'll go over to you and let you go second here on this one. Who's a young player in the playoffs that, that you really like? Uh, for me, it's definitely been Jalen Brunson the, from Dallas. I mean, just what he's been able to do. And I think one of the best stats that I've seen from him this season, really, especially in the playoffs too, is that like, you know, you might think to yourself like, oh, okay, he's doing really well because he's playing with Luca and Luca's garnering all this attention. And, you know, kind of like it, sometimes we talk about that in the NFL with some of these receivers, like, you know, they're really good when they have a superstar on their team, but then like when they're forced to be the number one receiver, they're not really, you know, they can't handle it. And so like, you know, his stats and his percentages they really don't change at all when Luca's there and when Luca's not there like he still keeps up the same level of consistency he keeps it up night in and night out and you know he has to be it's something that the Mavericks have sorely needed you know we've talked about this before that you know Luca's always been sorely in need of some help to get this Dallas team going you know in the past we've mentioned Porzingis but like you know he was always hurt so he yeah. never really turned into that true like second player that the Mavericks needed but right now it's becoming Jalen Brunson I mean he's he's averaging somewhere around 24 25 points a game you know he's got some really high assist numbers as well and um <clears throat> you know he had some like really good he's got that mid-range jumper he's got one of the a really high percentage like he's shooting over 50% from throughout the series so I definitely think Jalen Brunson for me is the best one. And maybe, you know, he can finally be that second piece that Luca really needs that, you know, maybe not this year, um, but just kind of building for the future that next season, you know, the Mavericks, it's like, okay, we have our guard core in place now. Now we, if we can just get, you know, a better big man, then the Mavericks can be dangerous uh, in the future, possibly next season. 
All right, Eric, are you going to go with a third guard here, or are you going to go with a uh, a big man? Yeah, I want to go with another guard. I thought about Jalen Brunson too, just because I used to have he used to have this weird, like insanely good, like driving slash move in two K that I used to use against. Oh, Joe don't all remind the time. me of that. And- <laughs> that was that was stupid. Like I had one of uh, me having like Eric Bledsoe, one of the better like higher end like defensive point guards, and just Brunson would just like, whoop, whoop, but I'm like, I just what fly in by the him world? every time. Like- I loved it, man. I loved it. Like. <laughs> Uh, that's 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 how I first discovered him. Uh, like actually, until he started having this breakout performance, so it was pretty cool to see that. But, but yeah, I'm gonna go with another guard. I mean, I'm gonna go with Jordan Poole. Like, just watching what he does for the Warriors is he has such a big impact for them. They can, whenever they go small ball, they can have him out there with Steph and Clay, and of course, you know they're generally gonna generate all the attention and. He's done a good job when he's gotten the ball. And even when like Steph or like and or Clay, if they're both on the bench, like when, you know, the Warriors and their opponents are, you know, having their starters take a breather, like he comes in and he really takes over the offense. I mean, he's been such a valuable piece for them. And, you know, he'll probably be the you know eventual replacement whenever, you know, Steph or Clay are ready to you know, retire in a few years, like he'll, they already like have their replacement ready, which is nice that they don't have to, you know, try to go sign somebody in free agency or find somebody in the draft. I mean, they've already got the replacement lined up already, which is nice for them. So, um, yeah, Jordan Poole has been a great player and another, another up and rising star in these playoffs. Yeah. So I'm glad you brought him up because it's going to lead into kind of my next question here, Eric, but I mean, how big of a mistake do you think it was for Durant to leave this Warriors team? Because imagine if he had stayed with the Warriors and you got this team that they currently have plus Durant. I mean, like we all, that'd be unstoppable for sure. But uh, do you think that's a mistake? Do you think he had to go to Brooklyn to like prove it that he could win without uh, Clay, Clay and Steph? Um, yeah, I mean, I think I think that's why he did that. I, I, I mean, personally, if I was him, I probably would have. Uh, sorry, go ahead. I was gonna say it's not like his his Nets career is over. You know, he could win a title next year. And oh you know, no, for sure. But I mean, it, it's definitely been fair to say that right now. it's definitely been fair to say that his Nets career has not gone how it was expected to, and all of that. But but I, I still was upset with him for obviously leaving OKC as a Thunder fan. But even then, I'd, he's left the Warriors to go to the Nets, you know, supposedly to, you know, prove he can win without a bunch of all-stars, but then also got Kyrie and James Harden. So I still don't... And still didn't win. <laughs> yeah, still didn't win. I mean, they had injuries. Kyrie got hurt and Harden wasn't 100%. But still, you know, they immediately gave up on it within the next year, trading Harden and everything. So... I don't necessarily well, think the, it was Ben a, Simmons, Eric. Ben Simmons is going to be the one to complete oh, that yeah, trio and, I, I and bring to, the title. I meant to say, Zach, earlier when you were talking about uh, Tyrese Maxey, you did have a uh, error that I needed to correct. Uh, you said the guy's name was Ben Simmons, and I think you meant to say Bum Simmons. You did have a mistake there, so I just wanted to, <laughs> I wanted to, I wanted to correct you on that one. But it's it's late, you know. It's a Monday. So. Yeah, I know. I know you're tired and everything. So I, I just still wanted to make sure you knew. I, I give you a pass. But just, 
yeah, make it a note for mental, uh, you know, for for the future. But I don't. But he had back soreness, Eric. It, it back well, soreness. Yeah, that that's legitimate. <laughs> and yeah, whatever. Anyway, um, but yeah, as for KD, like getting back to him, um, I don't think it was a mistake for him to leave the Warriors in terms of trying trying to you know improve his legacy. Uh, so I don't like how I don't like how he went about handling getting the new team like I talked about. But but if he you know, in terms of winning, you know, potentially winning more championships, it was definitely a mistake to leave. I mean, you know, they if if he had stayed there, they wouldn't have been able to get um, Andrew Wiggins because they wouldn't afford, be able to afford to pay, uh, you know, Steph Clay, Draymond and himself and Andrew Wiggins. But the but still to have I mean a, a starting lineup with Steph Clay Pool KD and Draymond would be that's pretty scary you know that they could still have if he was there so uh, so I'm st- I'm glad he left in the sense just because you know these playoffs have been pretty unpredictable and you know especially at this point now that we're getting deeper in the playoffs it's no guarantee like oh this team's for sure gonna win or you know out of all the, you know, with all four of the series going on right now, you know, any team could still win. I'd say if John Morant's injury is kind of serious and I don't think Memphis has a chance, but, um, but even still, you never know that Memphis was pretty successful without him during the regular season. So any of these teams could win, but you know, if there was a lineup that the Warriors have right now, plus KD on it, like we would all know the Warriors are going to win and these playoffs wouldn't be interesting to watch at all. So um, GG other teams. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Be like you, everybody else would just be playing for second, you know. So, but it's nice that it's even and competitive, and you don't know who's going to win because that makes it more exciting to watch. So, uh, I'm glad KD left. <laughs> well, you know, we all had to live through like the four straight years of Cavs Warriors, yeah, Cavs, Cavs Warriors, Cavs Warriors, Cavs Warriors. Yeah. Cavs, Warriors. <laughs> and before that, it was like the Heat versus the Spurs, or the you know most likely the Heat were going to be in the finals. So like th- yeah, this yeah. is a nice change of pace. <laughs> I I kind of wonder if like we'll ever see that again, like a Heat or not a Heat, like a a Warriors Cavs four in a row. Because even the even when Jordan was in the finals every year, it's not like they played the same team each time. You know, no, the only the only back to back they had was like the the jazz, uh, the jazz. But that was the only one. Yeah, it was like a different team every time all the other times. I, it's just crazy. Like, I honestly, I don't think we'll ever see that again. Which, I, I, mean, I hope I hope we don't. I so. mean, unfortunately, I think. Unfortunately, I think in a way it could be possible just with how all these players like to, you know, make these super teams and everything. Like, I will say, honestly, if you take, like, you know, a little bit younger LeBron and, you know, a little bit younger Russ, and then, like, you take away, you know, the injuries that the Nets had during that last season, like, it was very possible that we could have seen, like, Lakers, Nets, Lakers, Nets, Lakers, Nets. But I think... You know, it was a little bit different in the sense that, like, that Lakers team that everyone was calling a super team, you know, it was made up of a bunch of old veterans that were past their prime. Like, in their prime, yeah, that would have been really good. But, you know, at this point now, it's kind of like, okay, that was really a waste of money and a waste of time by the Lakers because it ended up in them missing the playoffs. And then, of course, like, the Nets were looking really dangerous last year. I mean, even with, like, missing one of the big three, like, they almost took out the Bucks, you know, who eventually went on to win the title. So yeah, I think if, if Katie's toe was like 
an inch farther back <laughs> in that game seven, the Nets would have won that series, which is right. Crazy. So like, you know, it's definitely one of those, like, I think it could still happen. Like, is it likely? No, but I definitely am not writing it off. Just given how all these players want to form super teams these days, you know, maybe when we get to like the next generation of players, like once uh, LeBron yeah. retires and, uh, you know, well, Kawhi and, and Kawhi gets a bit older and, you know, Durant gets a bit older, like we might move past that. But, you know, my my hope is that, you know, I think the biggest thing that started to turn the tide for me with this, where I, where I was hoping maybe this would, you know, no longer happen is when Giannis decided to stay with the Bucks. Because, I mean, there were there were a lot of rumors going around that he was going to, you know, possibly team up with like lebron or something or team, or team up with like jimmy butler and like or yeah go like, yeah go to miami and be with the heat with jimmy butler and tyler hero and all them like but when he stayed i'm like okay maybe and then like Jokic stayed with the nuggets and you know maybe if some of these like younger guys like maybe like 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 say like ja morant and luca like when they're ready to be extended and get a big payday like if they stay with their teams and these players start being more loyal to their teams instead of the other way around, then maybe it'll be prevented, but we got it. Yeah. But as long as, I mean, as long as LeBron, Kawhi and KD are in the league, then there will still be attempts at forming these teams. Cause all three of them are known to do that. That's true. Yeah. I just think like, yeah, those three guys are, but they're definitely not in their primes anymore. I think KD is the only one still that could like really be an MVP, but I just don't like, and I know that there were all these, you know, there were a lot of greats when LeBron and Jordan played, but there's no, you know, people thought Zion was going to be like the next LeBron, but <laughs> that hasn't happened. <laughs> I could have, I could have told you that from the beginning. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. But like, there's real, like, there's a lot of really, really good players. And I just think it's not going to happen because there's too many. It's like every team even some teams that missed the playoffs and were booted out in the first round, like Trey young, just a, two years ago was like the talk of the league. You know, you've got on Connor's team, you know, ball is an all-star. He's really good, but they didn't even make the playoffs. You know, Dane's going to come back with the, uh, with the trailblazers and all these other teams, you know, eventually, you know, some of these, I, I, I mean, look at like you said, look at the look at the Grizzlies this year are probably the best example of that. Like, you know, yeah. they were they were down and out. And then I mean, even like uh, um, I know they kind of fell off towards the end. But like the, how the how well the Cavaliers did this year, like none of us saw that coming. We were like, oh, the Cavaliers, they're like, you know, down and out. But then they were, you know, at the end of the day, they missed the playoffs. But had this been like the original playoff format, they would have been in. So, like, you know, it's pretty crazy just how it shifted this year. Yeah, um, but ultimately, ultimately, to me, it boils down that like we don't have a LeBron type talent or a Jordan type talent, but there's lots of very, very good talent. So and they're spread out, too. And like you said, they're not these young teams. They're, they're these teams are building around young stars, not necessarily making super teams. There are the occasional like the Lakers attempt, the Nets attempt, but. Um, to get that level of repetition where you meet those same teams in the finals every year. I just, I think the parody is at a good level for the NBA right now. Um, but we, we went pretty much the whole episode without talking about the one seed in the East, the Miami Heat. So I just got to quickly bring them up real quick. We'll have one more question for you guys, but the Heat are going to be my answer to this. 
And my question is going to be, which of these teams currently left in the playoffs is the most stably, you know, stably formed for the future? Like the next like five years, they're going to be a consistent round two playoff team. Like to me, it's the heat. I just, I, I'm a huge fan of their, their young core. They have so much depth. They're all, they're, one of the most well-run organizations in the league. They're always drafting these second round, you know, guys that people don't pay attention to that end up becoming major contributors. Um, And to me, their system, the way they draft and smartly spend their money, you know, smart trades. um, The Heat are the team to me. I think that they might not win the championship. I picked them to win, but for five years in the future, I definitely see them being in the second round. I think they're injury proof too. It's, you know, that that is a good thing to have in this. You you want to be injury proof to, uh, to have long-term consistent success. So um, that's going to be my pick, but Eric, what about you? I know that's a, it's kind of a tough question to answer, but who would be your pick? Well, the, the Thunder have like a million draft picks, so I'm going to go with them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, obviously, that wasn't your question, but I just had to throw that in there. Um, I'm still going to go with the Warriors uh, just because of like what I talked about with you know Jordan Poole earlier. I know like Steph and Clay and Draymond are getting older and everything, and but they've got they've still got some young pieces on that team as well, and they're another team like the heat that are really good at drafting. I mean, like all the pretty much, you know, the majority of their key pieces are players that they drafted onto that team. So I, you know, Jordan pools emerging, like I talked about earlier and they've got Kaminga who like he's good. It's just that there's just so many other pieces on that team that he's just more of a, you know, depth guy right now, but he could end up being a, you know, bigger piece for this team going forward over the next few years. And just the way the Warriors have been building their teams over the last decade, like I feel pretty confident that over the next few years, they're going to continue to be really good. And, you know, I, Stephen Clay and Draymond all still have a good couple more years left in, in them at least. And then I think by the time they're ready to hang it up or move on or whatever that they're going to have the replacements for them ready to go. So I'm going to go with the warriors, but uh, Connor, what about you? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to guess. I'm just going to guess Connor's going to pick the box, but that, that's my guess. No, actually that's not what I'm going with. <laughs> well, because, okay. because Giannis is going to get traded to the Hornets. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I mean, <laughs> that's why Connor's not picking them. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, the thing for the box is that like, I don't know. I just feel like they have a lot of like, if they maybe had some younger talent on the team, like they're, they're full of a lot of, I mean, like I know Grace and Allen's kind of had a little bit of a more of a breakout year, but I mean, other than Giannis, if you look at their team, it's like, you know, Brooke Lopez and Drew Holiday and, you know, Wesley Matthews. And I mean, like even Middleton's like getting a little bit older. So, I mean, they're just a bit like, I mean, I definitely could see them in the playoffs for the next five years for sure. But, um, I'm going to go actually with the Memphis Grizzlies. Oh, I like that one. Just because, I mean, (laughs) it's just the thing for me with the thing for me with them. I mean, if you just have to look at like, you know, what's setting you up for success, you know, having young talent that you've, you know, brought in or drafted or anything like that. I mean, if you look at the Grizzlies, 
their entire starting five, or I mean, even if you include their sixth man, you know, D'Anthony Melton, like they're all under 24. So it's pretty crazy how young this team is and how far they've gotten, how well they've done this year. And I mean, you know, John Morant, he's just going to keep getting better. Desmond Baines really started to break out. He was another candidate that I was thinking about. as like the young stars that have broken out during the playoffs. Desmond Baines been a good one. You know, Jaron Jackson Jr. is getting better. It's just this team with how young they are and with, you know, the spot that they're at right now. It's like, you know, if they're already doing these good things at this age, you know, I think it's kind of similar to how we were talking about uh, the Hawks a little bit last year. I know the Hawks eventually didn't pan out this year, but I mean, you know, who knows? Like it's it, the Grizzlies kind of look like that again. And I'm hopefully, you know, for my sake as a prediction sort of thing that they don't end up how the Hawks turned out this year. There's still time for the Hawks, but you know, they didn't exactly turn out the way I thought they would, but the Grizzlies are looking very, very solid for the future. Yeah. To me, it's just like, I need a little bit more, pedigree with them a little bit more trust like the Hawks I will say been... I will say the other thing that I was trying to go for was I was trying to not go with the same as the two of y'all because <laughs> um, if, if I had to honestly like the Grizzlies would be if I had to go like if I wasn't trying to go different I would have I would agree with Eric with the Warriors would be my number one but the Grizzlies are my number two okay gotcha. um well, uh, do you like the heat? I mean, do you or do you disagree with me on my heat take? I mean, I'm not sure I necessarily disagree with you. I just think this year has kind of been like, you know, I think this is I think the heat more so represent to me like what happened with the Hawks last year. Like, I think this year is going to be a flash in the pan. Like, I definitely think they could still make the playoffs, but I don't know if they're going to make it back to this level that they're at right now. Like I, I could see them getting in as like a six, like a six seed or a seven seed, but like first round exit is what I'm thinking for them. Gotcha. All right. Well, um, I feel like we ramble long enough about 20 different. I I do have, I do have one more ramble thing I want to do real quick before you end the episode. I just have to say, if you're watching this on YouTube and this picture in the top left corner, this guy calling for Kyle Anderson to get a technical foul in the background is pretty amazing. I've, I noticed that when we started the episode, like he's got the te- the technical foul symbol ready. And <laughs> he's like, he's, like he's yelling like, <laughs> um, and dude, I, there's nothing I love more than going to a basketball game. And when there's some sort of questionable sort of event that happens against your team and you're like, the other teams could get technical, like, doing the T sign like, <laughs> like you know if a coach gets all like when you see the coach run on the court angry you know you're the fans that I love doing that at games and then uh it's, it's kind of like at football games when like everyone starts making the motion like like throwing the flag motion like flag, challenge it flag, challenge, you, it. challenge <laughs> it Bruce <laughs> <laughs> and then contrary oh, man this is getting way off topic but so that's my favorite thing to do um like as a fan at basketball games, my least favorite thing that I like to see is when players twirl their finger for a challenge. Oh, like, a challenge. Oh, yeah, that's annoying, dude. <laughs> I could start a rant about that. I won't, but I've been I've been hating that for years. Got, every, every guy gets every, fouled for trucking a guy into the first row, and then he's like, oh, no, no, challenge, challenge, finger <laughs> bag. <laughs> oh, man. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there. <laughs> Oh, no, you're good. You're good. But, uh, 
anyone else got anything before we uh we finish this up or are the ramblings over <laughs> i'm good <laughs> I will say, speaking of like parody and how like we talked about how close everything is, like at the time of this recording, the Bucks Celtics game is at halftime and it's a one point game. So like, I love I love that I love that. Yeah, and I mean, if it was if there was you know point five more seconds on the clock, the uh, Celtics would be up two one in the series because that game went down to the wire. Yeah, it's it, it it's been good. It's been good. So. Definitely looking forward to seeing how the rest of these playoffs pan out. Yes, sir. All right, guys, that will wrap up this episode. Hopefully you enjoyed listening and watching. And until next time, remember, be clutch. Bye. Peace.